0: The Michael Duke show. I have two guns, one for
1: each of you. Firearms Fire Friday. Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. Be at all times armed. Say
2: hello
3: to my friend. I say that the Second Amendment is in order
0: of importance the first amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all.
1: The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms from my cold dead hands.
4: Friday.
2: It's my rifle. This is my gun. This is for Friday.
4: Firearms of Friday. Good morning and welcome to the program. It is the Michael Duke Show. And it is that beautiful day of the week where we get down a chance to sit and talk about... One of our favorite topics here uh, on the program, and that, of course, is the right to keep and bear arms, Uh, how important it is and uh, what we should be doing to protect it and why it's important and, um, well, just a little bit of everything related to guns and firearms and uh, the Second Amendment and more. That's That's what Friday is all about. That's what we're doing. That's what we're all. That's what we're all spun up about here today. Welcome to the program, and thank you for coming on board uh, and being with us today. Uh, lots of stuff to talk about, uh, but um, we uh, we we've got we've got a lot. We've got a lot of stuff uh, to go over. Most of it today centered around New Mexico. Which, I mean, you wouldn't think that, I mean, never in my life would I thought that New Mexico would be the biggest topic of conversation regarding firearms and the Second Amendment and everything else. But uh, yeehaw, baby, it's, uh, it's, it's, that's, yes, there's a lot. There is a lot going on here. So we're going to, uh, we're going to dive into this and be talking about it. We're also going to open up the phone lines and talk with you Uh, The listeners about, well, anything that's related to firearms in the Second Amendment as well. We've got the phone lines up and running right now, in fact. We're ready to go. Uh, The number to call, the call-in number, is 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. If you would like to participate on the program today, that's one of the ways you can do it. You could also join us in the chat room. The chat room is available uh, over on Facebook or YouTube or Twitch. Uh, Any one one of those. Any one of those will get you what you need. Just go over there and... uh, and uh get her done. Um, just click on the video and you can comment and you should be able to see your fellow folks comment. I think the most of the people are over on uh, <clears throat> most of the people are over on Facebook, which you can find at facebook.com Michael Duke show slash live. Simple, easy. Just go do it. just just go hang out and uh, we'll have some good conversations. Uh, we'll have some good conversations throughout the uh, throughout the day. So go over there and and make it happen. Friday is a day that we get a chance to just kind of let our hair down and talk about. Uh, we kind of consolidate all the different stories into uh, a clearinghouse of information on Friday. Why? Because we believe that the one of the reasons why America has uh, remained as free as it is. Uh, and I mean, there are plenty of problems with our American experience today, right? I mean, there's plenty of there there's plenty of challenges, uh, warts and boils and problems. But even with all that, it's still the freest place in the world. It's still the best people still die in to get into the joint. You know what I mean? It's still it's still there. So that's one of the reasons why we need to be focused on, um, you know, we need to be focused on that because it is that implicit the the, the implicit check on governmental overreach. That's what <clears throat> that's what the Second Amendment is about. It is the implied threat Of the people potentially rising up and solving, causing, fixing problems that has kept those politicians in check for decades. And that's what I think we need to I think that's what we need to focus on. Uh, I think we need to focus on the good that that has done in keeping everyone in step. So. We're going to talk about that today as well. Lots of other stories, Uh, some wins in the various courts, including, man, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeal. It is in danger of really starting to, uh, I mean, dare I say they could end up actually issuing a pro-gun decision. I mean, that would break a streak of what? 30 or 40 years of decision-making on the Se- on the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, which is, of course, the court that, uh, that Alaska is part of and Washington and Oregon and California that has not necessarily been pro-gun at all. Um, and in the most recent decision, the state of California had a law that they put on the books that was ostensibly aimed at restricting the marketing of firearms, to minors, because as you know, it's for the children. We're trying to protect the children, so they wanted to restrict the marketing from firearms companies to minors. Um, and the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, the thirty-judge panel of the Ninth Circuit, uh, looked at this and said, um, no, that's a that's an infringement on free speech rights, on the free speech rights of adults, and they vacated a lower court decision that had denied an injunction. And uh, writing for the majority, the judge in this three-judge panel on the ninth ruled that the law forbidding marketing and advertising firearms that, quote, reasonably appear to be attractive to minors—oh, talk about (laughs) vague— They reasonably appear that they are attractive to minor. You know, when I was looking at gun <clears throat> uh, advertising when I was younger, when I was in my teens, because I did, I got shooting magazines and everything. I mean, I I love guns, right? It's just something about, I don't know why, and it's just is one of those things. I've always loved guns. When I looked at ads that were in the papers and things like that, there were many ads that I found to be attractive to me as a 17 16 17 18 year old minor well i guess not 18 but you know what i mean in high school um so what the, the part, part of the problem with this law and the judge addresses this is the vagueness of it but that was the thing that the they they would forbid marketing and advertising firearms that quote reasonably appear to be tr- attractive to minors And the judge says, well, that's likely to infringe on the First Amendment, given that the statute is so broad and it's so broadly written that advertisers and advertisements aimed at adults who can lawfully purchase a firearm would be swept up in the process. And uh, this is the actual here's some of the wording from the actual ruling. While California has a substantial interest in reducing gun violence and unlawful use of firearms by minors, its law does not directly or materially further either goal. California cannot straightjacket the First Amendment by, on the one hand, allowing minors to possess and use firearms, and then on the other hand, banning truthful advertisements about uh, that lawful use of firearms. There is no evidence in the record that a minor in California has ever unlawfully bought a gun, let alone bought a gun because of an ad. Nor has the state produced any evidence that the truthful ad about lawful uses of guns— like an ad about hunting rifles in Junior Sports Magazine's Junior Shooters, encourages illegal or violent gun use among minors. Simply put, California cannot lean on gossamers of speculation to weave an evidence-free narrative that its law curbing the First Amendment significantly decreases unlawful gun use among minors. The First Amendment demands more than good intentions and wishful thinking to warrant the governor's government's muzzling of free speech. California's law is also more extensive than necessary, as it sweeps in truthful ads about lawful use of firearms for adults and minors alike. For instance, an advertisement directed and adults feature uh, an advertisement directed at adults featuring a camouflage skin on a firearm might be illegal because minors. May be attracted to it. I mean, this you read this whole decision and you're just like, wow, this is a ninth circuit court of appeals, is like, even they are like, oh, whoa, baby, whoa. Um, I mean, it is just so, it is such a good ruling. Now, um, this is now the third decision according to the Firearms Policy Coalition. This is now the third decision that the Ninth Circuit will have to take on banc if it wants to continue its record of never letting anything pro-gun leave the court. Now, an en banc panel, for those of you who don't know, the Court of Appeals first has a three-judge panel that reviews the laws and goes through the case and does everything else. And if uh, one of the attorneys wants after that decision is made, they can call for an en banc panel, which I believe is 12 judges instead of just the three. And there have been times when the en banc panel has uh, um, has overturned the decision of the three judge tribunal, but I mean this is again the third time that the that the three judge panel has overturned something coming out of California. It used to be such a friendly venue. For Cal, They could just basically do anything they want, but in the light of Bruin and all the other pressures and everything else, more and more of the time, you're seeing the Ninth Circuit go, um, um, uh, wait a minute. In his conclusion on his decision, the judge held that the state has many tools at its disposal to address juvenile crime involving guns, but it cannot, quote, Ban truthful ads about lawful firearm use among adults and minors, unless it can show that such an intrusion into the First Amendment will significantly further the state's interest in curtailing unlawful and violent use of firearms by minors. There's simply you there. You cannot find a connection on that. And that's part of the problem with gun laws across the country. You cannot find a connection on that anywhere. It is really, as the judge said earlier, what was the exact quote? Because it was brilliant. Gossamer, um, you cannot lean on gossamers of speculation to weave an evidence-free narrative, and yet that happens all the time in many of these uh, these states. And I tell you, in New Mexico, it's a whole thing. In New Mexico, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that as well. Here uh, on the program this morning, but good news coming out of California. Yet again, we'll have to see what happens. We're going to have to watch to see what happens with this Ninth Circuit Court. But it is a hot, 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 hot mess, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna be watching what's going on over there in California. All right, we're gonna continue here in just a moment. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty Based, Free Thinking Radio, Hunter Biden back in the news. We'll talk about that and more in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. It's Firearms Friday.
5: If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com.
4: Okay. Well, hello. Well, hello, my friends. How are you? Uh... How did I knew that Bill was going to do this? Uh, forgive me, but why would you really need a gun in a mine? Well, Bill, there's this similar word called minor, not minor, but minor. And that means somebody under the age, Bill. I know, very literally, I know it just didn't occur to you, but <laughs> I couldn't see. Was Bill using his sarcasm font? I didn't see that. I didn't. I didn't see that. <laughs> why would you need it brian says because of bears bears exposed to deadly gamma radiation that's why and bats 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 are scary <laughs> spiders it's all spiders <laughs> that's why. that's why people in mines would need guns oh oh I needed that. I needed that for this morning. Um, all right. Um, I saw, did I see Pamela Gillum here in the program here a little bit? She was there. She said, good morning. We were just talking about you yesterday, Pam. We hadn't heard from you and Ron. We were getting worried. Hopefully you guys are staying warm and dry. Warm and dry. Um, so hopefully that's that's good. Um. What else is going on? More coffee? Yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> trying to hit, trying to hit, uh, trying to hit a bat. Bats are are bats hard. Bill says that I remember as a kid, my cousins and I are trying to shoot them flying around the mercury light in the backyard. Twelve gauge with improved cylinder and birdshot, and still couldn't see. Those things can turn on a dime. Those bats are. I mean, they are like wow. Um. All right. There we go. Um, okay. So we're all caught up. All caught up this morning and ready to go. How you guys doing? It's only raining a little today. <laughs> I was driving back for Anchorage yesterday, and it was like... I was, you know, what's the old cowboy saying? Like a cow pissing on a flat rock. That's what it was like coming home in the flats yesterday. I mean, my wipers were like, and you could barely see the road in front of you. It was just, I mean, I think, I think we've had enough rain for the summer, the year, the decade. I mean, I'm okay with that. Just crazy stuff going on out there. And. I still don't have the edge of my lawn mowed. I got most of it mowed, but not this one side section. And, um, well, that was three weeks ago. It's still not mowed, and it's wet. And, oh, man, so bad. Anyway, <clears throat> I think I bought my first gun from newspaper ad at J.C. Penney, says Rick. Yeah, I remember when J.C. Pennies and Sears and Roebuck used to sell guns. I mean that was a while ago, right? But it's still there. That's crazy. It's crazy. All right, so we've got New Mexico to talk about. We've got uh, we've got the Hunter Biden thing. We've got the new um, ATF investigation into the ATF in Oklahoma. I don't know if you heard about that story. Uh, what should we talk about? What should we? Where should we start? Should we go right into the Hunter Biden thing? I'm thinking we go right into the Hunter Biden thing. Okay, <clears throat> that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, hunt uh, the hunt Hunter, Hunter Biden. That's what I'm thinking. All right, uh, let's uh, let's let's get going. Start with Hunter, says Greg. I think we shall. I think we shall. This needs to come back down. All right, here we go ready to jump into it the mike the luke show common sense radio you know what i hate when i start it early i hate when i start it too early i apologize i sometimes i'm just a little worried that i'm not going to get there in time so that's my fault but we're going to start it again here we go Okay, welcome back to the program. Uh just another beautiful day in paradise. Still, still raining outside your door, and you'd you'd know that, right? Just go outside your door and know that it's still raining. All right, let's uh let's continue on here. Some of the big news that's uh, coming down. And breaking news from uh late yesterday. Uh Hunter Biden is now being indicted on charges. When his original plea deal was announced, of course, a lot of us were um, a little bit upset because it seemed like, you know, in George Orwell's words, some animals were more equal than others. He was going to kind of skate on these gun charges. The same kind of charges, by the way, that his father has been a stalwart champion of. We need these kind of laws. We absolutely have to enforce them, except when it comes to my son. Uh, You know, it was just, it was nutty. Just absolutely nutty. But luck was on our side. And the judge who was presented with this really, I mean, we all remember, uh, I mean, well, you should remember because we talked about it about four weeks ago, five weeks ago. The judge took one look at this really unusual plea deal and diversionary agreement and said, wait a second, that that I'm not going to sign this. This is totally out of care. I mean, they were trying to slip a fast one by the judge, essentially, is what was going on. And the judge said, uh, no. So, uh. Now, it, it's going to be interesting. The new charges have now been introduced. Ms. Uh, uh, Ms. Uh, uh, N. reporting President Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, has been indicted by special counsel David Weiss on felony gun charges. The charges uh, bring renewed legal pressure on the young Biden after a plea agreement he struck with prosecutors imploded in recent months. I love that because that is just that is exactly the case. And the worst part is they continue to act like the diversionary. I mean, in all their talks and their press releases and in the discussions in front of the judge, they acted like the diversion agreement was still in place. That's the, I mean, that's the worst. But like they're just completely devoid of, you know, divested from reality. Um, The Biden Hunter Biden has been charged with one count of false statement in purchase of a firearm, one count of false statement related to information to information required to be kept by federal firearms licensed dealers and one count of a possession of a firearm by a person who is an unlawful user of or addicted to a controlled substance, which he freely admits in his book. So, I mean, you know. I mean, did you not have a lawyer look over that book before you released all the dirty little secrets and everything that's going on? Did you not have a—I mean, I'm just—I'm asking for a friend. Prosecutors have spent years scrutinizing Hunter Biden Biden's business endeavors and personal life, a probe that appeared to culminate in a plea deal that the two sides struck in June, which would have allowed him to plead guilty to a pair of misdemeanor tax offenses and enter into a pretrial diversion program to avoid prosecution— on the felony gun charge. But that deal fell apart during a court hearing in July after U.S. Judge Mary Ellen Norica expressed concern over the structure of the agreement and questioned the breadth of an immunity deal, exposing fissures between the two parts. She she didn't express concern. I would reading between the lines. I think she expressed incredulity like you want me to do what? Basically. She wanted the they wanted her to be the arbiter of things in the, which would have been a complete and blatant violation of separation of powers, and she's like, "Uh, no, I'm not gonna." Are you? I mean, really? I I think in she didn't come outright and say it, but when you read the verbiage and you look at it, you you just think she she's just like, "Are you guys insane? You're trying to get this past me." And put me on the hook for some of these. That's why there is a separation of powers. Now, as I mentioned, the legal team for Hunter Biden has continued to argue since July. That the pretrial divergence program is still in effect. And there's been several stories that have come out over the last few weeks going over that. Uh, But the but the the uh, the prosecutor. The Weiss is uh, what's it, David Weiss is that right David uh, David Weiss yeah he's the prosecutors continue to say no that's 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 null and void it didn't get signed remember but Hunter Biden's legal team's like no that in, it's in place it's in place well now it doesn't even matter because. Uh, <clears throat> uh, He's now being indicted specifically for that, I mean, apparently he's got some crack attorneys over there. I mean, apparently, if they think if you just off you know you repeat that lie often enough, it'll become the truth. that diversionary agreement's still in place. It's still going on. no, it's not. I just um, <clears throat> well, we'll see what happens here uh since again the the first time we hear about the first time we hear about this, of course, you know it's the whole some animals are more equal than others and that's what we thought we were going to get with that diversionary agreement and the plea deal. But now and the plea deal, I do you I don't know if you remember this, but the plea deal was so broad it literally would have prevented them from prosecuting him for any other crimes that they uncover in the course of prosecuting him for the one tax evasion deal. That's, I mean, literally what it would have done. It would have prevented him, if they had found anything deeper, collusion or something else with his dad or anything else. That's how broad that plea agreement. Who in their right mind would, and, and again, thank God for this judge, Mary Ellen Norica. Remember that name because she is the one that did not take the bait. On this, from the Biden legal team, and quite honestly, from the prosecutors, the Delaware prosecutors, who I feel like is getting a little bit of pressure from the White. I mean, I just I feel it, but I don't know. Maybe they're out from underneath the thumbnail. I don't know, but they're moving forward. Now we'll see how this thing goes and what happens, what the judges say, what the juries come down to. But remember, this is a. And if I was the prosecutor. I would be quoting, I would be quoting the president uh, extensively every time he said, these are the kind of laws that we need to have, and these are the kind of laws that we need to enforce. And I would be reminding the jury that this is what the president wants. (laughs) Because, and, and he, again, he admits it, clearly admits it. Now, they may be going back to and they, we talked about this earlier. They may be going for a um, a uh, defense of it violates the Second Amendment. Which, by the way, I do happen to agree with. I do happen to agree that that uh, you know v- that that all that paperwork and the affidavits under oath and everything else is a violation of the of the Second Amendment. That if, you know, whatever you want to put in your body, as long as you are not out there running wild on the streets with a gun while you're doing it, I don't care if you have a gun. So I do believe that that's actually a valid argument. But ironically, it's Hunter Biden's legal team who's going to take this thing on. Now, they may continue. They may continue with that um, with that tact. We're going to have to. See. I mean. I was a little surprised when I saw that to begin with, and then they got the diversionary deal and the plea deal, and I thought, okay, well, it's not going to happen. And now we're back to it looks like that might be the argument. I hope they do fight it on that. I do. I hope they fight it on that basis. I really do. It would be good to get some precedent on something like that. Um, we'll we'll see what happens. Unless, of course, they just want to throw the whole case and, and put it under the bus. I don't know. But the good news is is that all the animals got a little more equal this week. (laughs) All the animals got just a little bit more equal because he now has to face the same kind of charges and justice that anyone else would in this country whose name is not Biden. So, exciting. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, phone lines are open. If you'd like to sound off this morning at 907-433-3150, 907-433-3150, yeah, we'll see what happens. Somebody in the chat room just said Biden's also getting heat, maybe impeachment. Well, I mean, they did start impeachment inquiries, inquiries, right, about uh, Biden. Under McCarthy. So there's lots of questions there. I don't know. This may, Hunter Biden may end up being the gift that just keeps on giving. I mean, just, he just may, he may lead to the downfall of something big. That's, that's really what possibly could, we may have Hunter Biden to thank in the long run for the dismantling of an empire. And if we really do get down, if, if as asserted, the, Collusion and the corruption is as deep as many people say that it is, and many of the, you know, the tinfoil hat people, and also some of the mainstream media people, and some, you know, kind of this broad spectrum of people who are looking at it. If that corruption is as deep and goes as far as they say it does, well, you're going to get a little peek behind the curtain, folks. You're going to get a peek behind the curtain at what power politics in the united states has looked like for decades and again how some animals are more uh are more uh equal than others especially looking at the fact that he is i mean <clears throat> i hadn't seen video of biden in a few weeks and when i watched the video of uh of, of him in Vietnam right before he came here, before, nine, before the 9-11 on Monday, before the 9-11 uh, uh, memorial ceremony at J-Bear. And I watched that video of him uh, on the weekend in Vietnam. And, well, let me just say that the term doddering old man came to mind, right? I mean, that's not probably a phrase that you use too much, but it was immediately the phrase that leaped to mind when I watched that video. I was like, "Wow, uh, wow!" Whew, just a <clears throat> just a hot, hot mess. All right, um, we are. Well, we don't have enough time. We're going to take a break, and uh, then we're going to come back, and we're going to crack into this whole thing in New Mexico, which is uh, infuriating, but also in some ways very satisfying because. You're actually seeing a chance for, um, you're actually seeing a chance for uh, the the mainstream media, even those on the left, starting to scratch your head and go, "You may have gone too far on this." First, it was Gavin Newsom, now it's Michelle Lujan Grisham of New Mexico. We're gonna see what goes on there. We're going to continue in just a moment with the Michael Luke Show. Common Sense, Liberty Base, Free Thing and Radio.
5: Broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these uh, entities to provide streaming stuff going on, on, the, on the, the internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com.
4: Yeah, I mean, I watched that video uh, in Vietnam and I was just like, Wow. Uh, and especially when he locks up and he's looking through his notes. Did you see that? I mean, if if somebody was thinking strong leadership and everything else, I was like, um, it's, it's kind of scary. It's kind of scary to watch. You watch that speech in Vietnam where he loses his place. And, I mean, between he... And Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi and all the, uh, 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 the twitching and the stuttering and the falling down and everything else and this and the basically the freezing. You're like, why do we keep sending these people back to pa- they obviously are not capable of oh it's just think. <sighs> Anthony says doddering, old man. It's doting, doting, old man. That's something completely different, Anthony. Doting and doddering are two different things, but he could be a doting old man. Depends on if you're a young girl with long hair. Um, t- Doddering, old man. I was thinking more of reanimated Zoloft creature. I mean, it's just, it's bizarre to watch him, to to watch him work through a sentence sometimes. Or to do something in public. I mean, it's embarrassing, quite honestly. I mean, I was embarrassed. That speech in Vietnam where he's going through his cue cards and everything else, and he's like, I'm going to bed. I mean, I'm like, what? <laughs> the boy, what? Good night. I'm going to bed. Uh, I'm like, that is worrying. Worrying. I. That's why. But I can't control it, so I try not to pay attention to it. But I saw that clip, and I was like, Oh my God, what is going on here? This is not good. that is not good. Denise says at this point, can it get any worse? <laughs> I say let it implode. That might be the only way to fi- someone some figure out some only only way some figure it out and we get this place headed in a better direction. Yeah, no, uh, Denise. I kind of came to that conclusion uh, many years ago, where I was like, mm, "You know, I uh, I can't control it. Might as well just watch the whole thing kind of implode, and then we'll, you know, we'll try and pick up the pieces on the other side." It's kind of kind of where I've got to. <sighs> Possible effects, <laughs> possible effects says the other Debbie on YouTube. She says possible effects from all the shots he's taken in the last three years. I mean, possibly. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Um, real talk. We got some elder abuse happening in our government. Let these grandpas go out to pasture. I mean, yeah. Did you see that Nancy Pelosi has now decided that she's going to run for another two year term? I mean, she's like, what, 80? How old is Nancy Pelosi. She's like 83, right? She is 83 years old. Diane Feinstein is 90? Good God almighty. Great googly moogly. That is... <laughs> okay. They got to go. The gerontocracy has got to go. <laughs> what the actual... 83 years old. Okay. And you watch any of them speak and you're like, whoa, these people. These people. Um. Wow. (laughs) Anthony wins the internet today. Pelosi's like 184 years old. She sustains herself off the tears of gypsy children and hard liquor. I don't think that that's necessarily true, but it could be. It could be. All right. Um, We need to go back talking about guns because that just, you know, that that that's just insane. What just what's going on with that? All right. New Mexico. You guys ready to talk about this thing? We're gonna give you the complete rundown, the complete rundown on this whole thing. It's gonna be nutty. This gal, Luhon uh, or Grisham, Luhon Grisham Grisham, whatever her name is, she's lost her mind. Power hungry to the core. It's gonna be. It is insanity. So I can't wait. Ra- I can't wait to talk about this. I've got a lot of material on this, and so we're gonna go through it. Starting in about 20 seconds Uh, Please like and share the show Uh, Please like and follow the show page We would love to hear what you guys have to say And uh, we would, uh, you know, want you to get more people involved That's what it's all about Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio Let's get to it, my friends Let's go (laughs) Okay, Uh, we're ready to dive into this hip deep. Oh, man, I got to tell you, this whole thing has just been so weird to watch, all the things that are going on right here. But let me tell you about the woman who has literally, you know, I just, you look at her and all you can think of is Austin Powers and Dr. Evil with his pinky up near his lips. Um, saying, "I know exactly what I can do, and I'm going to do it regardless of what the costs are." And you're going to do what I say. It's, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Last Friday, New Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham issued a public health emergency order. Now remember that because we've talked about in the past how they keep talking about how gun violence is an epidemic, right? We keep we keep we kept hearing that verbiage that gun violence is an epidemic in this country. And and my fear was in taking that language I said, "Well, you watch, they're going to say that it's an epidemic and and sure enough, they're going to use it as a health emergency, which is what she put it in. That order purportedly suspends the right to keep and bear arms in in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and the surrounding uh, Bernalillo, I'm sure I'm totally murdering the pronunciation of that county's name, Bernilio County. The order, which lasts for 30 days but can be continually renewed into perpetuity, applies to concealed or open carry of firearms and public property, only with exceptions for police and security guards. Uh, She said citizens with permits to carry firearms are free to possess their weapons in private property, such as a gun range or a gun store, provided they transport the firearm in a locked box, use a trigger lock, or use some other mechanism that renders the gun incapable of being fired. Oh my God! There's so much the the order covers cities or counties averaging a thousand or more violent crimes per hundred thousand residents per year since 2021, which surprisingly enough only is met by by Burna uh, Burnalilo, Burnalilo. I guess that's right, Burnalilo County. Grisham, who's a Democrat, says the carry ban is necessary and it's a necessary response to the recent shooting deaths of a 13-year-old girl on July 28th, the 5-year-old girl on August 14th, an 11-year-old boy on September 6th, as well as two mass shootings this year. At the press conference on Friday, last Friday, she conceded that the order was apt to be challenged in court as a violation of the Second Amendment but added, "I welcome the debate." So the uh, article, there's an article written by Jacob Sullivan from Reason Magazine who I wanted to come on today and talk about this in depth because he's written three articles about this right now and has really got some details on it. But this uh, specific article goes on to talk about how the pushback is a real, that immediately afterwards the the uh, uh, the National Association for Gun Rights – along with the uh, FPC and uh, I think a couple other ones filed lawsuits and immediately jumped into it. The New York, New Mexico shooting sports association said it also planned to join those groups and more. Uh, and then uh, it, it, it got even worse for her from there. The Albuquerque police chief, Harold Medina said he won't enforce it. And uh, Lilo County Sheriff John Allen First said he's uneasy about it because it raises so many constitutional questions. And then he came back and said, nope, I swore an oath to uphold the Constitution. Any The temporary ban challenges the foundation of that, and I will not comply, to which that is really what happened amongst everyone else. She seemed unfazed by that. By the way, she said uh, she she was quoted as saying at uh, the press conference. The purpose of this order is to try and create a cooling off period while we figure out how we can better address public safety and gun violence. There's going to be a lot of questions about whether or not we think we have the legal rights to do that. I am sure there will be a legal challenge, and I can't tell you that we will win given all the different challenges to gun violence laws and restrictions on individual firearms access and control i think it's time to talk about the absoluteness of the discussion and the courts suggest or or, and the current court's actions that suggest the second amendment is an absolute right it is absolutely an absolute right that's why it is part of the foundational document it is an absolute right she, when asked by a reporter whether her order was consistent with her oath to uphold the Constitution, she said, no constitutional right, in my view, including my oath, is intended to be absolute. And this emergency, she said, empowers her to, resi- to restrict Second Amendment rights, which, again, is—she <laughs> says, I have emergency powers. Gun violence is an epidemic, therefore it's an emergency. What? This this just gets, it gets worse as it goes on. Now, here's the worst part. Remember when I said she quoted all these things that were going on in, uh, you know, the, all the justifications for why this was in order? She talked about the girl killed and the boy killed and the mass shootings and all this, uh, everything else. Well, <clears throat> she, of course, in addition to all the constitutional issues, Her order does not seem to be uh, like a logical response to the problems that even she is claiming to address. The details of the crimes that she cited, the 13-year-old girl that Grisham uh, mentioned, Amber Archuleta, was killed by a 14-year-old friend in Cuesta, which was a small town in Taos County last July. The five-year-old girl. Uh, Galele Samiego was killed in a drive-by shooting in Albuquerque, or Albuquerque last month. The 11-year-old boy died after an enraged driver fired on the car in which he was riding, and when his as, as his family and friends left Albuquerque. So some of these happened inside private residences. Some of these were happening outside the areas that she's she's put the restrictions on. So what is this really about? Oh, and the two mass shootings, those were. Um, stemmed from confrontation amongst gang members. So the mass shooting was not about, not just some random event, it was a gang violence incident. Well, the best news about this whole thing, how much time I got here? All right. The best news about this whole thing is that uh, people immediately showed up en masse. I mean, that is absolutely. Many New Mexicans um, made it clear that they wouldn't comply. Uh, A documentary uh, producer observed on a video he took of the scene just two days after the order was issued said gun owners, many visibly armed, rallied in Old Town Albuquerque today to openly defy the New Mexico governor's executive order banning the open and concealed carry of firearms for a one-month emergency. Police did not intervene or enforce the order. Again, Bernadillo County Sheriff John Allen said explicitly he will not enforce the decree. We will not, and we will not comply. Oh, but it gets Oh, worse it gets worse for the governor um the uh the New Mexico uh uh I'm sorry the New Mexico uh state Attorney General said nope the what you're doing is illegal uh the according to a letter that was published, uh, by the uh, New Mexico Attorney General, I'm trying to pull the letter up. It's just all of a sudden everything just froze. Come on, get with the program here. There we go. Uh, New Mexico Attorney General Raul Torres has now informed Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham that he will not defend her in the lawsuit that had been filed by the National Association for Gun Rights over her unconstitutional executive order. Dear Governor Lujan Grisham, I'm writing to inform you that my office will not defend your administration in the above referenced cases challenging the public health emergency order, uh, imposing temporary firearms restrictions, drug monitoring and other public safety measures issued by the Secretary of Health on September 8th. Though I recognize my statutory obligation as New Mexico's chief legal officer to defend the state officials when they are sued in their official capacity, my duty to uphold and defend the constitutional rights of every citizen takes precedent. Simply put, I do not believe the emergency order will have any meaningful impact on public safety, but more importantly, I do not believe it passes constitutional muster. Boom! Mic drop. Oh, so now she's on her own. Now she's on her own. Oh, but she, I mean, and, and she was taking heat. She is continuing to take heat from her fellow Democrats. Uh, CNN actually uh, went, went hard court. See, C, C, did I, I did not stutter. CNN went full court press on her. I mean, when she called, got the call from CNN wanting her to come on, I'm sure because CNN is not a well-known right wing bastion of conservatism, right? So I'm sure when she got the call, she was thinking, oh, okay, I'll get some I'll get some free press off my deal and get to get my side of the story. However, CNN This Morning anchor Poppy Harlow took the New Mexico governor to task on Tuesday over her 30 day order curbing the right to carry. Um, and, uh, she said, as the conversation continued, Harlow pressed on the point, she said, but we also governor have the constitution of New Mexico and the constitution of the United States. And you're an attorney. Do you think you're on solid constitutional ground here? Grisham shot back. Well, we're going to see. I mean, look, I wouldn't do it if I didn't think I had the right. I have the right. But where is the right? Where is the right? Says Harlow. Uh, she said, in the state of New Mexico public, uh, in the state of New Mexico public, it's a suspension. It's not a ban. And we'll see what all the court's actions do. This... <laughs> and then Harlow says, well, and they say, unless you can base it in the history and tradition, talking about Bruin, you don't have grounds to do something like this. Uh, the New Mexico Constitution, I looked at it last night, uh, Article 2, Section 6, says that no no law shall abridge the right of the citizens to keep and bear arms for security and defense. Are you not in violation of both the US Constitution and your state constitution? Oh man, she's taking heat from everywhere. But it gets even better. Late breaking news from tomorrow from yesterday. We'll have that on the other side. We gotta go. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Oh man. Yeah. So it just gets it just gets better. Just gets better. Oh, she basically shot herself in the foot says Denise. Oh, Denise, you don't even know. There's so there's so much more here. There's so much more in her one woman crusade to to stop gun violence. She is I mean, she, and she is she is blinded now. She's blinded by the power that she wielded during the COVID crisis. That same kind of, it's an emergency, I can do whatever I want. Uh, uh, we'll see. All right. Um, let me get caught up here. Um. Uh, please do talk about guns. The reason I get up early is to learn, says Debbie. Debbie, I hope, I, I hope, oh, I'm going to have to do it again, guys. I'm going to have to reload. I'm going to have to reload the pay. I'm going to have to reload the broadcaster because, again, I can't. I clicked Debbie's comment about 10 seconds ago, and it's still not fully visible. For me, anyway. Maybe it's visible for you, but I can't. I can't see now. I'm starting to see it, and am I going to be able to turn it off? Probably not. Oh, it's taking its sweet time. All right, so here's what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to close that. I'm going to close that. We're going to uh, do a little bit of uh, do a little bit of that for just a second, and then I'm going to
1: reload.
4: Here we go, Michael Duccio. No, apparently i'm gonna have to reload at the hour mark every time (laughs) every time i'm gonna have to do that with the whole thing um all right um she's gone says denise i don't know it'd be interesting to see Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens i mean she admitted in her thing that it's not that it's not going to stop criminals Uh, Bernalillo says Jarrett. Thank you Jarrett Again, I burnaleo. Alright, Bernalio. Um, I really like that thermos with the anchor design. Oh, it's just a sticker That's a sticker I got in Homer And that's a gaming sticker That's a Yep, see? Look at all that Yep, see? Look at all that stuff it's just a beat-up old water bottle. But I do love that. That was my wife gave me that sticker. She says, it says, My Anchor on it. My Anchor. You see that? No, 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 baby. Anyway. Okay, sorry, let me turn the music off. Got distracted there for a second. Um, you need some Carla stickers. I do need some Carla stickers. Oh, man. I do, you know, I paid Carla for a commission of. Uh, she did a commission for me of Natasha standing at the podium screaming the greed, and I was going to put it on t-shirts, and then she didn't run again. So I was like, mm, maybe I just need to have the stickers made. Maybe I should just have some stickers made of that, of the greed. The greed. You know, I mean, uh, maybe, maybe that's what we need. Is we need a whole bunch of stickers that are just, just
2: the greed. <laughs>
4: I mean, maybe that's what it is that we need. Um, What part, says Violet, of shall not be infringed does she not understand? Uh, It's not an absolute right to her, Violet. She doesn't care. She knows better than you. She knows better. I mean, this is not going to stop any violent crime at all. But, you know, what lawyer advised her that this was a— She's an attorney herself. Does she need another advisor? I mean, whoa, 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 whoa. Donna says, imagine for a minute that El Gubernador Gubernador, has tried to suspend another constitutional amendment. Fourth, 14th, 20th. I mean, I know. They're not absolute rights. You know that, right? You know that. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh Uh-oh. Jeannie's sprinkling some trouble in the chat room here. I could see that right now. Don't get me started, Jeannie. Don't get me started. Um, Bernalillo, Bernalillo. Uh Impeachment now bumper sticker. Be ungovernable. Oh, I should show you that I created a T-shirt design for, for stay ungovernable, my friend. It's – I got it with the Dos Key guy, the most interesting man in the world, and he's like, stay ungovernable, my friend. Yeah, I just – yeah. Did you just say Lou is an attorney? Yes. It is my understanding that she is an attorney of some renown. Apparently, you may want to file a letter with the New Mexico Bar Association. That would be the choice for myself. All right. Uh, we're going con- <laughs> to. Oh, man. I love Friday. I love Friday. All right. Let's uh, let's do this thing. You ready? I didn't mean to yell in your ear there. Sorry. Let's get going. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense. Liberty based. Free thinking radio. Let's do it. And go.
5: That thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the Michael Dukeshow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast.
0: The Michael Dukes
5: Show. I have two guns,
1: one for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be
0: at all times armed. Say hello
2: to my new friend.
0: I
1: say that the Second
0: Amendment is in order of importance the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all.
1: Michael Kinsley. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms
3: from my cold, dead hands.
4: Friday. This is
2: my rifle.
4: This is my gun. This is- Firearms Friday, your chance to sound off on issues of a 2 anh nature. Sorry, I didn't mean to blast you out. Again, I, I get a little excited in the mornings and Fridays in particular. So if you're just waking up, I'm sorry. Welcome to Firearms Friday, the NPR edition. Anyway, come on down and join us. We've got a lot of stuff to continue on and talk about this morning. We have been discussing the... New Mexico state of mind. I mean, what is it like to live in New Mexico? Uh, Does any, I mean, what's it like to be, (laughs) what's it like to think you're queen of the world and could do anything you want? Uh, We've been talking a lot about New Mexico this morning and the actions of Governor Michelle Lujan Gresham. She's got three names. I don't know why. Uh, Michelle Lujan Gresham, who had decided a week ago today to issue an executive proclamation. No, it wasn't an executive order. It was a public health order. Uh, She declared gun violence an epidemic and a public health emergency and therefore suspended the rights of all New Mexicans in a specific area. Basically, any area with a thousand crimes per 100,000 people since 2021. Uh, and restricted and uh, suspended their constitutional right to keep and bear arms, even those with permits and all the bells and whistles and everything else. And then the fireball started. Now, she has been unapologetic about this whole thing from the get-go. We were just talking about her interview on CNN, where she basically says, I have the power! Uh, and and when asked about, well, where did you get that right? I have the power! That's what she basically says. Um, she's going to go do it anyway. That's, she's she's going to do it anyway. And when the sheriffs uh, of the different areas, including the, shen- the sheriff of Burnt, uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Somebody corrected my pronunciation because I kept murdering it and I said I murdered it. And then, um, uh, Jarrett was kind enough. Leo When the sheriff of Bernalillo County came in and said, uh, no, uh, sorry, unconstitutional, not interested in, not interested in this. Sorry. Uh, she actually, she actually pushed back on that. She responded to the, uh, Backlash and to the head to the uh, where is it? I'm sorry. I got 13 things up here. Um, the she fires back at the at the uh, at the sheriff for basically saying, I'm not going to enforce the. Con- oh, by the way, you, you may have missed it. But also the attorney general of New Mexico informed her he would not be defending her in any action against her on this because he considered it to be an unconstitutional order. I love it. I love it when that kind of Anyway, um so uh Bernalillo County, uh, uh the sheriff, uh Allen, his name Sheriff's Allen. Uh he basically said, "Nope. No, I'm not, I'm not enforcing it for constitutional concerns." So she sent a uh she sent a press release to the local television station KOAT and said And I quote, I don't need a lecture on constitutionality from Sheriff Allen. What I need is action. What we need is for leaders to stand up for the victims of violent crime. We need law enforcement, district attorneys, public officials, school leaders, and state agencies to use every single tool at their disposal to stop this violence, period. Okay. There's more, but I I need to break this down just a little bit here. So, What action, what action, what action do you think is going to, you already admitted and she admitted during the initial press conference that this probably wouldn't affect criminals. So by disarming law abiding citizens, what do you, which by the way, has not happened. I mean, she put the order out and it's been mass noncompliance. I mean, a whole bunch of people showed up in front of the, in Albuquerque, open carrying, like, what are you going to do? Okay, so but I mean, theoretically, let's just say that the order was enforced and you disarmed a whole bunch of people who would have been armed anyway. And you've already admitted that criminals gasp by their very definition, break the law. Right. So how is what you're doing? Standing up for victims of violent, you are creating victims of violent crime. You are, you've admitted that criminals are not going to follow it. If law-abiding citizens, being law-abiding, decided to follow it, then they would be disarmed and the criminals wouldn't be. How are you standing up for victims of violent crime? All right, I'm going to go on. This is an administration that's treated the gun... I need a voice for her, don't I? This is the administration that's treated the gun violence epidemic as the crisis that it is. We've passed common-sense gun legislation, including red flag laws, domestic violence protections, a ban on straw purchases, and safe storage laws, dedicated hundreds of millions of dollars to a fund specifically to help law enforcement hire and retrain officers, increased penalties for violent offenders, and provided massive support for intervention programs. Hmm. Uh, you've passed common sense gun legislation, including red flag laws. We already had uh, many laws on the books. so I don't know if we need another one. We already had domestic violence protections. That was already there. A uh, ban on straw purchases is already there at the federal level. What are you doing that is not already on the books and already there? We could enforce some of those laws if that's where, or we could just repeal them because they don't appear to be doing anything anyway. All right. She goes on. We've given you tools, Sheriff Allen. Now stop being squeamish about using them. Stop being squeamish about violating people's constitutional rights. This woman is nuts. Stop being squeamish about using them. You mean violating their constitutional rights under the state constitution and the U.S. Constitution? Well, now, okay, now I know where you're coming from on this. I will not back down from doing what's right. And I will always put the safety of the people of New Mexico first. Do you mean the criminals of New Mexico? Because by disarming the public and the private citizens, you are basically opening them up to be victims of people who have decided not to obey the law, namely criminals. I mean, that's this gal is nuts absolutely. And I, again, I have the power. That's what she's, I mean, she's shouting that she must look in the mirror in the morning and say, you've got this Mickey, you've got this. Well, this has caused a lot of concern amongst a bunch of other stuff. Uh, most literally, (laughs) most literally, um, The Republican uh, uh, Senate or the Republican legislature has now said, um, well, we got a problem. Uh, Rajit Singh over at Bearing Arms writes this article, Impeach Michelle Lujan Grisham for the children. Uh, she, said, she said she's had a bad few days. She overstepped the powers granted to her by the state constitution and suspended the right of uh, New Mexicans to bear arms, but only for a 30-day window, and only in Albuquerque and, and Bernalillo County because of the public health emergency that she divined into existence. Now, of course... The, uh, the legislature is looking at legal action. Now, of course, she goes on to talk about, I'm standing up for these kids. It's really hard to, I'm standing for the children. It's all for the children. The governor has already admitted that there would be legal challenges to her order. She openly said that criminals would ignore it, but she's claimed that no right is absolute, and even her own oath of office isn't absolute, and she's doing it all for the children. New Mexico Republicans have now started talking about impeachment, giving the political reality of the state impeachment may be mathematically possible. But it's also important that the impeachment proceed nevertheless, whether it's possible or not. Both the U.S. Constitution and the New Mexico state constitution are nothing more than pieces of paper, parchment barriers, as described by James Madison, without the political will to assert them. And uh, New Mexico Republicans believe that actually some of the Democrats in their ranks will back them over the impeachment of Governor Grisham. They think it's going to happen. They think that this is all going to come together. I just, even David Hogg, by the way, remember David Hogg? Remember, remember him? Even he says, I support gun safety, but there's no such thing as a state public health emergency exception to the U.S. Constitution. That's his quote on Twitter. I mean, what? Ted Lieu of California, the Democrat from California. Remember Ted Leo? He says, I support gun safety laws. However, this order from the governor of New Mexico violates the U.S. Constitution. No state in the union can suspend the federal constitution. There's no such thing as a state public health emergency exception to the Constitution. She is treading in some very deep waters at this point. I really think she just unelected herself, quite honestly. If she get, if she doesn't get impeached, I think she's going to have a hard time getting back in that chair. Uh, let's go over to the phones. i got a phone call here. The phone lines are open, by the way, for today. It is gun Q&A all day. I forgot to say that. I apologize. I got, I'm got. i so wrapped up in this whole story about New Mexico. Uh, 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. Let's go over to the phones, and we'll uh, get some callers in today to see what you have to say. Good morning. Who's this, and uh, where are you calling from? There you go. Is that you, Fred? I can hear I can hear somebody in the background. I think it's Fred from Rhode Island. Are you with us, Fred? All right, uh, we're gonna put we're gonna put Fred back on hold here and I'm going to uh, leave. I'm going to refresh this because I think it's Fred in Rhode Island. I heard him say something there when we first joined. Uh, so let's let's try this again. We'll see if we can get uh, we'll see if we can get Fred on the line. And uh, and see if we can get him uh, squared away. Oh, it looks like that's probably why I tell you what, we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back to Fred uh, because. I see that he's not being fed the audio over the telephone, so he doesn't know what's going on. All right, we're going to be back. I'm going to fix that during the break, and we're going to come back around. The Michael Duke Show continues. It is your home for common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. We return with more phone calls and the finale of this story. It just keeps getting better, by the way. Uh, it just keeps getting better. Um, we had a late-breaking report last uh, day before yesterday on this and we're going to give you the final details of this as we move forward the michael duke show common sense radio
5: running on 100 pure beard power oh also some coffee we dip our beard in coffee
1: <laughs> nice beard
5: the michael duke show
4: Okay, I think I got, I think I know what's going on here for some reason. It did this the other day too. It changed the input. Uh, no, that's right. That's working. That is proper and correct. I'm sure I got the audio. That's working. And this is working.
5: Welcome to the conferencing service.
4: Okay, that's working. So I don't know why Fred could not hear me. But uh, let me see. Let me go back over here. Let me go back over here once again. Um, We'll try this. Uh, Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Are you there, caller? That is so bizarre. All right. Let me go back uh, over here to this other caller. Good morning, caller. Can you hear me? Hello. I wish people would just say hello when the thing they don't hear. All right. Uh, So here's what I need to do. Uh, I need to leave. I'm just going to leave it. And then I'm going to uh, leave there. I'm going to leave the meeting here and I'm going to leave them in it. And now I'm going to join again. Um balls 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 let's go back over here let's try it again launch the meeting oh i'm trying man i am trying join with computer yep that's what i want to do yep join the meeting let's try that all right let me go back over here. thanks for calling the call in line of the michael duke show power that's way too loud okay all right we're gonna try it again do i have audio No. I lost the audio to the callers. I can hear them, but they apparently can't hear me. I don't know why it's not feeding them audio. I'll try it one more time. Yep, I can see it. I can see it. That's working. That's working. All right. Okay. Well, we'll try it one more time here. See if we can get a hold of them. Are you there, caller? Can you hear me? Yes, I
2: can.
4: Oh, you can hear me. Okay. I thought it was me. All right. Who is this? Where are you calling from?
2: My name is Elena, and I am calling from Anchor
4: Okay. You got a bit of an echo. I fixed that. Uh, You got a bit of an echo, and I'm fixing that right now, Elena. I'm going to put you back on hold. You'll be first up in the queue. Don't go anywhere. Let me make sure I fix this. Elena. No, come on. Wow. Today is just like fighting me every step of the way. I'll I'll fight you uh elena anchor point ink point all right let me go over to the other line because i've got another one let me see if they're there we'll try that they're there there good morning who's this where are you calling from Hi, i'm like right how you doing oh hey fred i'm sorry did you call before
3: yes i did i didn't, didn't getting any audio back it's just you know it's, 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 you can hear me, I guess. I couldn't
4: hear you. Yeah, no, I don't know. It's a weird, I don't know what was going on. But anyway, uh, you're back. You're going to be n- number two in the queue. So hold the line, Fred. I'll be right back to you. Don't, uh, don't go anywhere. All right. So Elena and Fred are both in the queue. And then we're going to jump into it with, uh, I actually got a third call. How much time do I have? I've got time to get their name. Let's go over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning, Michael. This is Ron in North Pole. Hello, Ron. Uh, You are going to be number three in the queue if you want to hold on. Certainly. Okay. All right. I got Ron in the queue then. And there's actually a fourth one, but I do not have enough time to get their name before we rejoin the radio. So we've got Elena, Mike, and Ron, and then a mystery fourth caller. Hello, mystery fourth caller. We'll be back to you here in just a minute. But you got three ahead of you. So we're going to talk... (coughs) We're going to talk about this. Oh, I do have to let the cat out of the bag, though, for folks on the air, on the radio. To let them know that there's the judge has ruled. It's enjoined. So I do want to start off with that a little bit here. But I want to talk to Elena. Let's 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 get let's get rolling on this thing. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty Based, Free Thinking Radio. Like it, share. Like and follow. Enjoy. Let's get this done here we go like and share don't forget to subscribe on youtube and all that stuff let's do it
5: what the hell is an assault weapon
1: you know, if we could just figure out how
2: to get all of the murder guns and the attack guns and not keep selling those to people and just sell protection guns, I think that would be great and solve a lot of problems.
5: Does this mean that if we hurt your feelings, you'd consider the Michael Duke show Assault Radio? <laughs> okay, we can live with that. Here's Michael
4: Dukes. Only protection guns. No murder guns around here. Nope. Do not get those. You only want the protection guns. Uh, Let's go over to the phones. I got it all sorted out. I mean, I don't know what the problem was, but I fixed it (laughs) because I'm a genius. Let's go over and talk to Elena in Anchor Point and see what she has to say this morning. Good morning, Elena. What is on your mind?
2: Morning, Mike. How are you doing?
4: I cannot complain. It is Friday. I mean, what more could you ask for? Oh,
2: that's for sure. No, what's on my mind is, um, you know, when you just had that little clip, you know, just self-protection guns. I think all my guns and my husband's guns identify as protection guns.
4: Absolutely. Um, <laughs>
2: and I'm sure everyone in North, in uh, excuse me, New Mexico, um, is going to probably be thinking that too. But here's my question: Why isn't the governor of New Mexico facing treason right now? I mean, she's committed treason. Why isn't she being arrested for it if she's going to continue to pursue? quote-unquote suspending the Second Amendment when our forefathers said these rights shall not be infringed upon.
4: Right. Well, the, you know the thing is, I mean, it's 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 treasonous. It's not treasonous. It's impeachable. Okay. So, it, it, it treason has got a very specific definition. You know, has a very specific definition. But it is definitely an impeachable offense. Violating and blatantly violating the Constitution or attempting to suppress constitutional rights is an impeachable offense. And uh, maybe down the road she could be prosecuted for something like that. But I mean, like I said, you're seeing the reaction from people like David Hogg. All the way up to gun rights organizations. Um, I mean, the woman has lost her mind. I, I don't. I think that there'll definitely be impeachment proceedings. But treason is very specific in its in its wording and what it means.
2: No, and I get that. I just it seems like there would be some aspect of where treason, as you know, as you said, down the road could happen. But even her own, uh, you know, state's attorney. Who is a Democrat. Yeah. I'm not going to do this. Yeah, no. Because, you know, like I've heard on Facebook, the first person to be arrested in the state of New Mexico for legally carrying their gun is going to sue the sheriff, the police, you know, whoever, the attorney, state the attorney general, the governor. And the state is just going to go bankrupt if she starts pursuing them.
4: Yeah, no, so, I agree. I mean, that's that exactly, exactly it. it. it I think that's why you're seeing all these people step away, Elena. I think that they are all stepping away because they realize this is a hand grenade with a pin out and she's hugging it to her chest like it's the greatest thing ever. And they're like, no, no, no. We're going to step away from this because this is I think she's officially ended her political career with this. I'll be honest with you. I do not see uh, I do not see her being reelected at all.
2: Well, I and mean, then when you have CNN correcting her, where are the rights? Where is your right? Where are you getting it that you can do this? This is the Constitution of the United States. And you have right. the Constitution of New Mexico that she's supposed to follow and uphold.
4: Yeah. So, well, um, that's right. Where do you, you know, get the authority?
2: A liberal based show like CNN, in my opinion, I know there's going to be people out there that don't agree, but that's their opinion. And right now, for me, it does not matter. Um, But when you have CNN schooling her, that's kind of a, I think that would come to be a waking up, but maybe she's just (laughs) seeing life through her rose-colored glasses.
4: No, I think she's drunk with power. I think this is a power drunk exercise. I think she feels like, you know, she can do anything at all. Jacob Sollum's got another article out talking about the blatantly unconstitutional gun edict highlights the hazards of emergency powers. She is just drunk with the use of the emergency powers over the last couple of years. And she just has lost. She just lost it. She's lost the thread here. And uh, and I agree. I think everybody's stepping back from her because of that.
2: Well, and she lost the power. I mean, she lost it when um, she was the governor for COVID. I have a friend of mine who lives in New Mexico, and it was just absurd with the restrictions that she made everybody go through.
4: Yeah. No. Absolutely. The
2: impeachment will start pretty
1: soon.
4: Yeah. No. And like I said, I think it's being reported that the Republicans feel pretty comfortable that some of the Democrats will join them on this. So I think it'll be interesting to see. Elena, thank you for your call. I got more calls to get to, so appreciate it. I'll be. uh, I'll appreciate you calling in. Let's go over to uh, Fred out in Rhode Island, who was on the line earlier. Fred, I apologize. What's going on, my friend? How you doing? Oh, I just accidentally paused Fred the again thing, go ahead Fred the,
3: the, the thing the think
4: hello you hear me all right in Mike? I am me okay you are okay my friend go ahead good good excellent
3: okay yeah uh, my, my my take on this is the way I see it this governor is in cahoots with the uh the woke uh globalist you know tyranny insanity crowd He's trying to push all kinds of things and what this I think what this whole thing is a conspiracy to chip away at Bruin, to try to find a way through Bruin to defeat Bruin and uh, basically do whatever they wish to do exactly the way they want to do it, you know, to, in,
4: to bypass the Bruin decision. I think this was all centered around defeating Bruin in their mind. Uh, I mean, it could be, but again, overturning Supreme Court precedent is not easy, as we've seen with Wade and Marshall and other things. So, I mean, good luck with that. But I think even at this point, they realize she's not even, this is not even in the Bruin light. This is just, you cannot suspend a constitutional right. Forget about Bruin. You can't suspend a constitutional right simply because you're declaring an emergency. There is no provision for a state to suspend a federal constitutional right, period.
3: Well, yeah, you're you're absolutely right there. But I think they're not looking at it from that aspect. They're just looking at whatever whatever they can chip away at and, you know, call a victory is what I think is, you know, this is their goal. I think she's nothing more than a puppet on a string being, being, you know, manipulated by others who are shit behind the scene yeah. and, you know, aren't really being called out on this. And if we knew who these people were, then we could really do some damage to them and put them in their place. But until that happens, you know, this is just going to be, you know, one kabuki show after
4: another. Well, she's outed herself here. I mean, she's outed herself, and I think she's neutered herself as far as any f- future political aspirations. So it will be interesting to see where it goes. But yeah, I mean, this is you know, like you said, this is uh, this is I think they're attempting everything they can, and this will this is what's happening across the country is they're pushing back on Bruin by creating restrictions and safe spaces and everything else and they're doing it as a way to punish lawful gun owners making them take these things to court and move forward but i think that there's a i think there's a swing fred i think that there's a swing i think people are frustrated with what's going on and maybe the politicians will catch up but we'll we'll see what happens with that
3: i totally yeah i totally agree with you there well you know it's if it isn't if it isn't a global conspiracy, you know, with the uh, the woke trying to, you know, enforce their, you know, their their tyrannical their, their tyrannical views on the world. Then it's it's definitely, you know, this this governor is definitely way out of way out of way out of step with everything she's doing, and she's definitely in an overreach, you know, as far as like any of her, any of her powers, and should be called out on it. But I think we should really be looking behind the scenes to find out who else is who else is behind this. Who are, who are, who's pushing yeah, the button? No, I it's time, time to find out.
4: Yeah, well, I think it's all I think it's all about philosophy. I don't know if it's a conspiracy. I think it's about philosophy, but you could be right. Thanks, Fred. It's good to hear from you, my friend. Thanks for calling in from Rhode Island this morning. Let's go over to Ron in North Pole, see what he has to say. Good morning, Ron. What's on your mind, my friend?
3: Well, I think Fred stole a little bit of my thunder. I suppose you can call me a conspiracy theorist if uh, <laughs> folks wish to, but uh, I see the governor of New Mexico as being nothing more than a stalking horse.
4: So you think, you think that she's doing this at the behest of some deeper plot or deeper organization, or, or is it just a philosophy? Is it just she believes that she's doing the right thing by her personal beliefs and philosophy that guns bad uh, control good? I mean, what, what do you think?
3: Well, I, I, I think uh, I think I agree with Fred. In as much as somebody else is pushing your buttons, and uh, perhaps it's nothing more than a, a, an overt attempt to uh, move that uh, ever-present Overton window.
4: Well, uh, I wouldn't. I, that could be. I mean, that is really. It could just be moving that perception window forward. Unfortunately, yeah. I don't know. Would 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 Grisham willingly sacrifice herself on this? Because I think she has. Um, it's an interesting thought. Well,
3: though. I, think if, I think if you look down the, ro- if you look down the road,
4: you'll probably find a golden parachute somewhere. That well, that is possible. That is possible. All right. Well, thanks, Ron. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, she's, all right. She's got Take the she's got the bailout somewhere on that. One final line. Let's go over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
0: Hey, Michael. It's LD.
4: Hello, LD, my friend. LD What's going on?
0: Ah, just been busy, busy. Don and I just got back from the USCCA National Conference in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That was a lot of fun. It was really inspiring to see a lot of people there and a lot of good training. We were guest instructors for Force on Force and a lot of stuff. So it was a great time.
4: Awesome, um, awesome.
0: Real quick, I was just going to bounce a few things off you. Um, one was Elena. Actually, uh, funny she brings that up. I saw Judge Napolitano on air talking about there is a statue. I don't know if it's federal or state that she could be arrested for. I don't know what the charges are specifically would be or what the statue would be but he was saying there is something there so oh, I, wow. I, if someone wants to look into that they can find out more about that but.
4: yeah well i that's interesting to say because my you, big point i want to bring go ahead quickly oh, i'm sorry uh
0: chicken uh volunteer fire department uh has tasked me with kind of helping out with a fundraiser and so I got AK Guns and Stuff with Mike Lamphere to donate a bunch of guns for a wall of guns and a bunch of raffles. Uh, my department is donating a 30 out 6 and we also have a GoFundMe page. Um, if the GoFundMe page reaches its goal $12,000, I'm donating one of my personal Wilson Combat AR-15s that everyone who donates $20, I'll put their name in a hat, and uh, we're going to try to get this uh, volunteer fire department, these great bunch of girls and guys to uh get some more money flushed up because winter's coming we know it's fire season we need still fires what's the what's the prevalent in that area so uh, whatever we can do to help them
4: yeah what's uh uh, we'll i'll have you back on to talk about this we got to go though i'm up against the break ld thanks hold the line for a second folks the michael duke show common sense radio uh ld's still on the line here uh sorry about that ld i'm a slave to the clock i was stuck up against a hard break there i had to go um what uh when's the when are you when are you, so, you, when are you doing the uh you doing a raffle you doing a what give us give us the full rundown here real quick
0: so yeah we're doing a raffle we're doing a wall guns raffle and like I, and like i said we're doing the uh go i'm going to donate a personal wilson combat ar to uh if we make our goal limit there. Um, my wife has made two handmade quilts. There's a lot of other people in the community that have stepped up and donated stuff. We've had Lowe's, we've had a few other places. We have some grills that we're donating off. We have a couple lodges up on the Glen Highway up towards Glacier View in that area that are donating uh, you know, a three nights or two nights day, I think, um, at the lodge. And so there'll be a lot of great gifts. There's free food. Um, but this, this, this volunteer fire department is amazing. Um, they're in my patrol area. And so these guys respond quick when a lot of, I mean, that area is not known for quick responses. And so, you know, whatever this community can do to flush them up with some cash, get them ready for the season, I think would be great. You know, this is the time to do so. And I know it's hunting season. I know a lot of guys are going to be out, you know, trying to punch those moose tags, but we've got a couple 30 out sixes. We've got some other stuff we're going to be donating. And, and hopefully if you can't make it, you know, if you look at my link on, on my personal page, we'll have the GoFundMe link on there and if you can just donate anything. Right. You know, if if a bunch of us donate, we can make a, make the goal happen. So you I'm really excited to see you step up and help out a great organization.
4: What's the time frame on this, LD? When is this going? When is this taking place?
0: Oh, it's Saturday. Saturday from noon to five.
4: Oh, this Saturday as in tomorrow from noon to five?
0: Yes, sir. Yes. Oh. Like I said, I've been busy. I'm, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was on a missing persons case. And so I, I've been trying to jam everything together.
4: Oh, yeah. OK. All right. Well, I apologize. We'll uh, if you send me the details, I'll post it to my Facebook page uh, and let folks know out there. I'm sorry. I thought it was I didn't realize it was tomorrow. I was going to have you back on next week to talk about it. But um, if and I'm sure I'm assuming that the GoFundMe page is going to still be up. So send me all the info and I'll post it up on my Facebook page. OK
0: outstanding michael i appreciate it
4: no problem my friend appreciate all you guys do and uh thanks for letting us know next time give us a little bit more heads up and we'll uh we'll give you a little more free press on it all right
0: right. <laughs> will do sir thank you
4: all right thanks so much ld howard uh, joining us here this morning all right um uh, that clears out that let me shut that down so i don't have to look at that anymore
5: Goodbye.
4: Goodbye. Uh, all right. So that's uh, done. Let me go back over here. Uh, see what you guys have been saying. Uh, well, let me let me first just tell you this. So the breaking news is that uh, the um, <laughs> the New Mexico Governor uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham's ban was um, rejected by a federal judge. Um, while he seemed awfully sympathetic to Grisham at times. The Biden appointee ultimately ruled against the governor in a hearing on Wednesday afternoon, opining that under the Supreme Court precedent that he has to follow, the public health order and executive order suspending the right to, uh, suspending the right to carry would likely violate the Second Amendment and has granted a temporary restraining order and halting whatever enforcement may take place. Um and basically, they, he said, you've got a hard road here, he told the attorney for uh, Lujan, or Grisham. He said, uh, you have a hard road here, especially given the Supreme Court's holding in Bruin. And it was a burden that she proved unable and largely unwilling to bear. Instead of trying to refute Bruin and its acknowledgement of the fundamental importance of the right to keep and bear arms, the attorney claimed that Bruin is so flawed that it shouldn't play much, if any, of a role in deciding the future of the governor's order. This is the attorney for the governor. Uh, he says, we're looking at something that did not exist at the time of the founding, she insisted. The commingling of two very serious issues, drugs and guns. Well, there was drugs. There was opium and valium, laudanum, they called it, and alcohol. So those things were there. I mean, it was the confluence of emergencies requires a very temporary cooling off period she maintained but her insistence was that the underlying issue was more guns on the street was in direct contradiction to her insistence that it was only a temporary restraining order if the problem is supposedly more guns then why would the governor ever lift the 30 day initial order right so anyway a judge even though he may have been friendly to her decided that this was not a good not a good fit not a good fit all right um <clears throat> Let me go back through here, see what you got you're talking about. 42 people in chat. How many are Juno staffers or ATF agents, says Brian? <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, you know, I, you're on a list somewhere. If you're watching this show, you're on a list somewhere. I guarantee it. That's just because I'm apparently a rabble rouser. Um, Greg says it's kind of like gun confiscation during a hurricane. Yes, which was also found to be unconstitutional. Uh, typical Democrat, yada, 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 24 hours, maybe arrest and prosecute the criminal element. My phone is starting to buzz. Let me put Willie on hold here. All right. All right. Okay. I got, yes. Okay. I got Willie on hold. All right. Uh, we're going to jump into this here. The Michael Duke show, common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. I'm going to still read the comments while I'm talking to Willie. Here we go. Jumping in. Let's do it. okay oh we're all ready it's the weekend damn it was a fast week i don't know i mean i just blink and it's friday i don't know what's going on could every week be this way maybe i didn't get nearly what i need to get done done so maybe not anyway it's the weekend Willie waffle wafflemovies.com comes on board to share with us and
1: uh he's here right now hello my friend how are you i'm feeling great you gotta remember Whatever you didn't get done this week, hey, that's what Monday's for. Yeah, you know, I it's just one
4: of those things where you go, like, you got a list, you get things going, you get working, yeah. you're working away, you get distracted, you get back on task, you're over here, you're over there. And I just feel like, my God, this whole week has just been kind of a, one of those weeks where it's just kind of a blur, you know? And you're like, you're oh, thankful. Totally. You're thankful that it's a blur, but then you realize that you only got about half the stuff done that you really needed to get done, and you're like, oh. Anyway, um, you got half done, man. You're an overachiever. I know. It just means I'm not. <laughs> I'm really going to have the Sunday blues come this Sunday. I'll tear. I guarantee. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get into it. A uh, lot of news today. A lot of it centering around one specific individual. But first, let's start off with my wife. Is she squealing in the other room? I'm not sure. Murder. She wrote. My wife would just be like, what? Murder. She wrote
1: the movie. What? Give me, give me the, give me the deal here. It's happening, people. Okay, so before the strike uh, kicked in, Universal Pictures made a deal to develop a movie version of the Angela Lansbury classic. They've brought in Amy Pascal, who's a very uh, well-known producer and and used to run Sony Pictures. Uh, they brought in uh, you know a couple of uh, good writers from from uh, from some hot prospect movies that are coming out this fall, and they said, "Yep, we're developing it." And I went. I don't know. Is it going to work as a movie? Is it going to work without Angela Lansbury? I mean, let's be honest. Angela Lansbury is why that show was awesome. Yeah. I mean, just everything about her and her performance and the character she created. I mean, I just, I don't think Katherine Heigl could do the same thing. Oh, is that who it is? Is Katherine Heigl? Oh. No, I'm just throwing names out there. Oh, okay. I don't think Jennifer, I don't think Jennifer Garner could do the same thing. I don't think Jennifer Lopez could do the same thing. Uh, yeah. I don't know if Natalie Portman could do the same thing. Whoever it is, they are
4: going to have some big, big shoes to fill. Right? I mean, this is, I mean, it's its like right. nearly an impossibility. I mean, I just can't, yeah. it, you know, and, and uh, we've talked about this in the past, how, uh, you know, th- they should do new things because sometimes you just can't, get lightning to strike twice. I mean it's a brilliant it was a fun show. It was brilliant but like you said that was mostly driven by the personality of yeah. Angela Lansbury and I just I just don't think
1: I don't know of anybody that could slip in and fill those shoes. I can't think of anybody right now. I mean, you know, plus the the competition's a lot heavier. I mean, you you've got not only all the networks, the cables, uh, the cable, the streaming, you've got the movies. I mean, like, you know, what's going to distinguish murder she wrote from all the other murder mysteries that we have like the one we're going to talk about today yeah so you know i think that's a big problem too i think the competition is going to make it harder i yeah i would agree i mean i think maybe if you uh
4: if you wanted to give it a british twist maybe maggie smith she might be able to pull that off
1: oh you have to pay her bank though oh god you're right though she'd be great or (laughs) Oh God! I just... Oh my God! You... You just... Yeah. Wow!
4: Or Ma- Helen, what about Helen Mirren? Helen Mirren might be able to do it, but I think Maggie Smith has got that kind of that gravitas and that she
1: would be. She's perfect. got the snarkiness, you know. Perfect. She's
4: got kind of that snarky, <laughs> sassy attitude. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just can't think of any women of an older age who would really slide. right. I mean, I don't, who knows? Maybe they'll make her in her forties. I, I have no idea. But
1: well, that's my concern. Yeah. All of a sudden, she becomes like you know, she becomes like a 35 year old hottie okay all of a sudden alexandra daddario is playing her which i would be fine with but it wouldn't be the same character (laughs) yeah i know
4: again hard to hard to get that lightning in a bottle again but i guess we'll see we'll see what happens when it comes i know my wife will be excited at least to check it out because that was one of her favorite things with her grandma was watching Murder," she wrote, and uh, there you go. Um, all right. Last week, or maybe it was the week before, we talked about Paramount and Nickelodeon doing the whole team up to kind of do that crossover with football and everything, yeah. which I thought was a unique idea. I mean, I don't know what it's going to do, but it's a unique idea. Well, Disney is getting in on the program.
1: Yeah, Disney's like, oh, oh, you, you think your cartoon characters can get involved with football? Well, let's roll out our cartoon characters, my friends. And yes, they are, I don't know how else to put it, they're copying Nickelodeon and Paramount. And uh, so what's going to happen is on October 1st, October 1st, the Jacksonville Jaguars will be traveling to England to take on, I forget who, I think it's the Atlanta Falcons. And it's going to be on ESPN, but they also have ESPN Plus where, or I think it's, no, I'm sorry. It's going to They're going to put this on Disney Plus. They're going to put this on Disney Plus All the characters from Toy Story will be playing the football game. Yes, they're going to be mimicking like highlights and what's going on on the field. And the whole stadium, the whole field is going to be set up in Andy's bedroom. (laughs) They even have a halftime show, right? (laughs) They do have a halftime show. This is the best part. Here's the best part. The halftime show, if you've seen the movies... Will be the infamous daredevil Duke Kaboom doing a motorcycle jump in in Andy's room? (laughs) In Andy's room, baby. I can't be awesome. Technically,
4: I can't imagine how difficult this would be because they're going to be mirroring what's going on in the real game, putting stuff together in real time. And I mean, I don't. I just. I don't even know how
1: they do. Or, or you know. My thought was that they're they're creating like stock plays, like you know, let's create what looks like a pass for a touchdown, and we can approximate all the different places where it could happen in the end zone, or you know, let's let's uh, let's uh, let's you know mimic a kickoff and and you know where how it could go together and how it could play out. I, yeah. mean, I I just I I think you know if they have the technology to turn that into like like you said in real time into the cartoon characters doing the the uh, the plays. That blows my mind. Yeah, no.
4: Well, like you said, get them while they're young. Get them while they're young. Oh yeah, oh,
1: that's totally what it is too. We're gonna addict all those kids (laughs) to football because they know. Well, you listen, the the NFL knows that they're fighting a big battle with oh. younger generations and their love for football because they're starting to go towards soccer and their, their moms and dads kind of don't mind yeah. the kids going to no. soccer because they don't get the injuries and the head stuff. Well, yeah, and, I get it. and
4: they don't like the wokeness of the NFL. You see the whole NFL thing. They got booed that, the other day for playing, too. playing the, the black national anthem, which I'd never heard before. Uh, and they got booed and it was, I mean, it's just, it's, it's horrific. Anyway, Whatever. I guess it will see. We'll see which one reigns supreme, Disney Plus or Nick, uh, Paramount Nickelodeon. Um, All right. Well, the next three stories are all surrounding one woman who does things her, oh, yeah. her way. Uh, I've always liked her. <laughs> I, I think she's a firecracker. Um, But we're talking about Drew Barrymore, of all people. Drew Barrymore. She's in the news like all over the place.
1: Yeah, so Drew Barrymore, uh, it, it, frankly, I think has opened up the floodgates and has, in a lot of ways, made this strike a lot harder for the writers and the actors. So Drew Barrymore, as a lot of people know, has a daytime talk show, and uh, she was very, very vocal about not hosting like the MTV, uh, was I think it was the movie awards, the movie awards, uh, back when the strike first started, because she wanted to stand in solidarity with the writers. And now she's bringing the show back. The show has been taping this week. It is going to be uh, it's going to be premiering on Monday. And uh, she said, listen, I'm doing it. I, I, I know people aren't going to be happy about it. They they want us to stand in solidarity with the strike, but we're moving forward. Right. Because she in, has no writers yeah. or
4: anything else that are
1: associated yeah. with the strike.
4: Right. She has no no union writers or anything else on there.
1: Yeah, you know, and and also the weird thing is the talk shows kind of fall into a different contract with the unions have with the the TV producers and the movie uh, world, well, really just the TV producers. So in 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 a sense, she's not required to hold to the strike, um, but she's also a very very well known actor. And uh, and and has been so vocal about uh, supporting the strike and not doing other programs because of the strike. So, you know, yeah, she's going to bring her show back. And she says, yeah, they're not going to have anything written. Uh, They're going to they do they do have a couple of writers on the staff. Uh, You know, she says that she's not going to, like, replace them or anything like that. Um, But she's also starting to face some some she's facing some opposition on this. Uh, She was immediately dropped as the host of the National Book Awards which said that, you know, we we support writers and their their uh, their creation and their contribution to culture. And um, we can't have her hosting this thing. Uh, You know, she said she's not going to have any actors on to promote their uh, movies and TV shows, which is something all the actors are saying they will not do uh, while they're on strike. However, you may have noticed. They're all showing up on TV promoting other things. Yeah, you know? exactly. You know, Staying yeah, in the public you know, eye, doing the thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And you know, like Matthew McConaughey was on the other day because like they're like they're bringing out a uh, like a, a wax figure of him at, at Madame Tussauds. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> he's trying
4: to stay in the public yeah. eye, is what he's trying to do. But she's yeah, she's totally. she may just be the first of many, right? Because I guess the view has come back, and Jennifer Hudson, the view has come of, back. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the talk uh, is coming back on Monday. The Jennifer Hudson show is coming back on Monday. Yeah, The View has already been doing it. Uh, Bill Maher uh, just yesterday said he's bringing back real time with Bill Maher on HBO. And and he said, listen, you know, I, he says, we're not going to do any written material. But the fact is, I got like 50 other people on this TV show that need to make money. Yeah. And exactly. I, I got to do it for them, too. Yeah. And so, you know, and and I think that's going to be the battle cry. And, and you know, and for lack of a better term, the cover for a lot of these people. Hey, I, you know, I love those five writers I've got, but yep. I got 50 other people. Yeah, that need to make I support
4: a the writers, but not everybody else can yep. suffer because the writers are getting their day. I mean, exactly. that's, just, that's I, matter a of fact, more, yeah. I think
1: that's almost exactly what Bill Maher said. Yeah, exactly. I think that's almost exactly what yeah. he said. Yeah all right yep.
4: well uh let's That's so, all that's all uh, uh drew barrymore good for her let's move oh on God.
1: go ahead oh i gotta tell you the best part i gotta tell you the best part so they've been taping the drew barrymore show this week right and the and the, the writers guild was striking out in front of her studio and a couple of folks came because they had tickets to the show and they were given pins supporting the writers guild in the strike and when they walked into the studio they were thrown out oh man oh man so the drew barrymore people are a little sensitive about this yeah i could
4: see that i could see that for sure all right we got about three and a half minutes here we got two things quickly whichever one you want to do first you you choose go
1: yeah you know i mean i'll start with with our netflix docuseries and and i'll be honest with you there's not a lot going on this week it seems like a lot of stuff is happening on the stream. Like Barbie is going to be able to be rented or bought on streams. Uh, Elemental, the big Disney plus animated movie is going to be out on Disney plus fast. 10 is going to be on Peacock Uh, retribution, the big Liam Neeson movie that came out a couple weeks ago. That wasn't that big. That's going to be available to, uh, to buy or rent. So, you know, Netflix and those guys are holding back a little bit, and and they brought this new series out. It's called Wrestlers, and it's a documentary. It, it's from the same people who brought the uh, who brought you the series The Last Chance You, and it's a look behind the scenes at, at independent wrestling uh, through the uh, the Ohio Valley Wrestling uh, Federation, which is kind of a small operation out of Louisville, Kentucky and uh, it's it's been the place where guys like John Cena and Brock Lesnar and, and The Miz and and lots of big wrestlers got their start. And so you're seeing kind of what's going on behind the scenes. These people who are, you know, kind of the ultimate underdogs, people who, who had have had rough lives who like have this dream and are fighting at the lowest levels possible to try to make that dream come true. And and we also see a lot of uh, a lot of conflict with the guy who just bought the Federation and, uh, you know, how they're not really sure about him and they don't know if he, they really believe in him and his love of wrestling or if he even has it. So there's a lot of stories going on, a lot of controversy. A lot of characters are very interesting to follow. I give it three waffles. I actually enjoy it. It's about seven episodes. You can watch them all right now. Okay. All right. Seven episodes. All right. Three waffles for the wrestlers. On to Hercule Poirot. We got about 90 seconds. Go. A Haunting in Venice. And there's a lot going on in this movie. Like, almost too much. Matter of fact, I'm going to say it, too much. So he's retired. He's living in Venice. And an old friend comes by, played by Tina Fey, an author who wrote a whole bunch of books with a character who was a very thinly veiled version of Mr. Perot. And she's invited him to a Halloween seance in a haunted house because she wants to see if he can solve if it's really haunted or not. And then a murder happens. <laughs> of course a
4: murder <laughs> happens. Yeah. Now, you've been you've been kind of so-so on the last two Kenneth Branagh Hercule Perot movies. How does this one stack up?
1: I'm at two waffles. I think it's too complicated, too crowded. The whole thing about whether the house is haunted, who committed the murder, what happened in the past, it just is a lot. And and I feel like none of it really got developed as good as it could have been. Could have so thinned I'm it out.
4: Could have thinned it out a little bit too, which I think is yeah. what you gave the last one as well. So, that's okay all right well uh willie waffle waffle thank you my friend as always good to talk with you we will talk with you again next week
1: that uh, would be with uh, sylvester stallone and the expendables oh man can't wait for that
4: all right folks we're out of time we gotta go the michael duke show be kind love one another live well do all that good stuff and we'll see you bright and early here on monday with david boyle talking about the COVID alliance Yeah, if I remember correctly, I think you gave the Orient Express a lower grade yeah, I mean, than you gave Death on the Nile. But I thought they were yeah. both I mean, the thing here's the problem, Willie, is that no longer all the are these movies the twist, you don't see the twist you you, you see that you know the story. And so you watch right. it and you don't see the you don't see the twist coming because you're already in on the joke. And so it makes it harder to really appreciate it. I think that they're beautifully shot. I think that they were well mm-hmm. done. I enjoyed both. I w- enjoyed watching both of them. I'm a huge Hercule Perot fan. Um, I have never I don't know the story of The Haunting in Venice. I don't know if I have never seen a, an adaptation of it. So maybe this will be new to me. But, you know, it, I think Brana does a pretty good job.
1: Now, maybe should it have been is it a long movie? Should it have been stretched out more so they could develop no, more or what? That's one of the things I really like. It was only about an hour 45 minutes. Uh, You know, and I like the faster pace. I think that works out very, very well. Um, I'm with you. I think that the, the biggest problem I have, and I have this problem with a lot of mystery movies. I feel like they don't play fair they don't give you as a viewer a chance to pick up on clues and to follow the story and try to solve it yourself you know there's always some big twist at the end that you know you never could have seen coming even even when you know they're trying to drop hints as they're leading up to the revelation of why Poirot knew that person was the murderer you know i just feel like you know I, at least you know at least let me participate in the mystery as well and i don't think they let you do that a lot I think Knives Out really did a good job of that. No, that one was awesome. Yeah, so, so I mean, Oh, totally. And, and Glass Onion, I liked a great deal as well.
4: Exactly. So I think, I mean, you see yeah. these things, and they very much hearken back to the old day. Plus, they're new stories. We know what's going to happen in, you know, Orient Express. We know what's going to happen yeah. in Death on the Nile. This one is a little less well-known, but again, we knew what the twist was, and so it's a revelation, but... It didn't shock us because, you know what I mean? It's like when you know the yeah. story, make up a new one. Make, you know, Glass Onion, Knives, both great. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't, uh, you know, get Ryan Johnson. What's his name? Ryan, whatever his name yeah, is. Ryan John- Ryan yeah, Ryan Johnson. Ryan yeah. Johnson. Why wouldn't yep. you get him on more of these and have him make a whole bunch of new I mean, I love the detective. I, th- I I think he could make two or three more of those movies with uh, with the Southern detective, and it would just be fantastic. I would love it. It would be amazing. I have those are some of my favorite movies of the last five years, easily um, yep. up up there in the top
1: for sure. Yeah, and and you know, I I just I like Kenneth Branagh. I think he's a good actor. Um, I think Tina Fey brings a lot of nice comic relief to the movie that, you know, I don't think we have had a lot in the last couple of films. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, you know, I just, I want, you know, I just, I, I guess maybe my expectations are too high. Maybe I want it too much, man.
4: Well, I mean, I could see that. I love me a good murder mystery, but when you know the story and everything and may, I don't know, yeah. I'll have to watch it. I'll, I mean, you know, maybe we'll feel better about it after you watch it again or something, but um, I do love a good murder mystery, and I love Hercule Perot as a character. I think Brana does okay. I mean, you should have brought David Suchet back, quite honestly. I mean, because that guy—that <laughs> guy, that guy is Hercule Perot. But um, yeah, I mean, interesting stuff. I mean, if you get if you're jonesing for it, just go back and get Acorn TV or BritBox, whichever one it is, and they've got like all. 20 seasons of hercule perot on that Ooh, wow yeah i mean in well, each,
1: and, yeah and each episode is like a mini movie it's like 90 minutes a piece it's amazing that's cool and i honestly i think this movie will be available on the streams in time for halloween i oh, really do wow okay that's yeah. quick
4: yeah all right well yeah. willie thank you my friend next week the expendables i can't wait to see the, these movies are so <laughs> so ridiculous but i mean there's so oh, much so, fun uh all right right. we'll see you next week my friend thanks for coming on board all right folks gotta go we will see you tomorrow uh monday that's what i meant i meant monday we'll see let's see i don't want to work this weekend we'll see you then have a great weekend
5: internet people. It's the Michael Duke Show.